Entrepreneur on Fire 445. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. What can we all use more of? Time. Betterment offers automatic rebalancing to save you time, allowing you to get back to doing the things you love. Betterment is an SEC-registered investment advisor. For more information and full disclosures, visit betterment.com slash fire. LegalZoom is the go-to provider of affordable legal protection. Just ask one of the three dozen companies on the Inc. 500 list. Go to LegalZoom.com to find the service that's right for you and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Okay, FIRE Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, John Stein. John, are you prepared to ignite? You bet I am. All right. John is the CEO and co-founder of Betterment and a graduate of Harvard and Columbia. Prior to starting Betterment, John consulted many of the biggest banks in the world where he saw many issues that led him to start a technology-driven online investing company. I've given our listeners just a little overview, John, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. So Betterment is a thoughtful application of technology to retail investing. If you think about uh, the investing world, there, uh, there's been a lot of application of, of technology and, and systems and a lot of dollars thrown at uh, at big investment firms, at the big banks, at hedge funds, and so on. There hasn't been as much good technology applied for retail investors. So one sort of simplified way of thinking about us is it's almost like a hedge fund for the, for the retail market. We've optimized for all the constraints that uh, you and I face in, in our daily lives, things like, well, we need liquidity for our funds and, and we, need, uh, we do have to worry about taxes and so on. And Betterment optimizes for all of those things and gets you the best possible investment for your goals, the highest returns uh, that, that you can get. And, uh, and I came to this because uh, I was working, as you said, in, in banking and, and finance for many years and just saw so many poorly designed products, so many opportunities to do things better. And I had the name Betterment uh, before we actually uh, had the, the exact concept. And I just iterated. Uh, I think one of the things you'll probably hear me talk a lot about today is iteration and, and constant improvement. Uh, that's, that's something that's, that's been, uh, it's, it's core to my business philosophy and has been core to our success. Well, I love when themes develop, John, throughout an interview, and iteration is a great theme, especially for entrepreneurs and small business owners, which makes up the majority of Fire Nation. So let's stick with that. But before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the interview, John, we always start with a success quote here at Entrepreneur on Fire because we really want to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. I just recently finished reading uh, one of my favorite books uh, that I've ever read, which was Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman, who's, who's a bit of an inspiration to me. And I pulled a quote from there that, that I just thought was uh, tremendous and, and, and applies to, to our businesses, but to many of, of the entrepreneurs' businesses uh, who are probably listening. And, and he says, an algorithm that is constructed on the back of an envelope is often good enough to compete with an optimally weighted formula, and certainly good enough to outdo expert judgment. And I just, I, I think that kind of sums up a, a lot of what he has to say, which is that 
uh, often algorithms uh, are better uh, at things than than humans. That often we uh, our, our behavioral biases get in the way of of what we're trying to do. And a lot of uh, the businesses that I see that are exciting to me uh, today are helping humans uh, uh, perform better uh, athletically, to sleep better, uh, to drive better. Uh, by using algorithms, uh, applying algorithms to common problems and help them do things better. And, and I just think that's a sort of inspirational way to look at it, that, that a simple algorithm on the back of an envelope is often better than a more complicated solution and certainly better than, uh, than expert judgment. John, what's one of your favorite real-world examples of this? So aside from Betterment, where, where we do apply algorithms uh, to, to help people invest better than, than they could on their own, we look at things like uh, all the uh, all the the bracelets um, and the sort of self uh, the, the personal optimization apps uh, that that are out there. Um, the fuel band uh, and and its and its ilk. Ooh, I have the Fitbit Pro. You get the Fitbit exactly. Things like that 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 help uh, people to quantify what they're doing and then use that data to help them optimize. Uh, those, are, those are similar to, to what Betterment does for your investments, but in a different realm. Uh, and we see this across, across so many industries. I mean, if you look at Spotify, they've got an algorithm for recommending what music you might like. Amazon recommends books to you. Um, Google's working on amazing things with, you know, uh, helping to root you and ultimately to, to drive you to your destination. I love it. I love algorithms. And to go back to your Fitbit example specifically, I want to hit 10,000 steps every single day, John. And there's no way I would know if I did that or not without my Fitbit. But when I pull up my dashboard at the end of the night and I'm at 8,000, you better believe I'm going on about a five-minute power walk to get those steps in because that's a goal that I've set. And now I can track it because of these algorithms, because of these dashboards that are now available to me. It's amazing, isn't it? And it makes you healthier. It helps you quantify uh, how healthy you've been today and gives you goals that you can pursue to, to get there. We've done, I mean, the, something very similar in, in Betterment. I mean, we help you automate deposits and things like that. So you don't even have to think about it. So it's just taken care of. And then if you get off track, uh, we give you a sign that says you're off track and here's two things that you could do. And at the click of a button, you can get back on track. And so much the same uh, using an algorithm, we've made it very easy to, uh, to, to, to better manage your, your financial life. Oh, I love that. And one thing that I'm also fascinated about are those bands you can wear that actually wake you up at that perfect point in your sleep so you're not like upsetting your REM cycle or everything. So there's so many different facets of life that can be improved. Fitness, finance, sleep, you name it. I mean, soon there's going to be an app where you can just scan the piece of food and it can say, um, you need to cut that in half because you're about to go over your calorie intake for the day. (laughs) (laughs) You bet. You bet they're already Uh, working on it. Absolutely. I probably just gave somebody a billion dollar idea. So enjoy Fire Nation. But John, Entrepreneur on Fire is all about our guest, and that's you today. You're our spotlighted guest, and we want to focus on your journey. We, we want to talk about a success. We want to talk about an aha moment. But before we do all of that, we want to talk about a failure. We want to talk about a challenge or obstacle that you had to overcome and the lessons you learned from that. So, John, tell us a story of a time that you did fail and what you did learn from that. I might... Think of uh, think of failure a little bit differently um, than 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 most folks. In, in my view, 
as long as we don't give up, we never fail. So there may be setbacks, there may be uh, turns in the road, but as long as you're learning and iterating, to come back to that idea of, of iteration, it's not yet a failure. Um, when I when I think about failures, I think about you know major major turns, um, and uh, one of those major turns in my life occurred uh, soon after college. When I was when I was in college, I had this this strong sense of of mission of I wanted to make the the world a better place through uh, what what I'd learned in in my uh, classes about human behavior and economics. I was an economics major with a heavy interest in, in behavioral finance, and. Uh, and I had this great toolkit, um, uh, and I thought, well, what can I do? And I went out to, uh, to, to and I took pre-med classes. I thought, maybe I'll be a doctor. And I was working in, uh, in the labs, uh, in the Harvard Bio Labs, doing, doing neurobio research there uh, as, a, as a junior assistant. And, and I was working in a hospital and volunteering to really try and get that experience of what it would be like to, to be a doctor, to work in the labs. And it was an absolute dead end. Uh, I just, I, I couldn't see myself uh, in, in any of those roles. Um, I, I was unhappy. I was, I was frustrated. I wanted to be running the lab. It, I wanted to be managing the hospital. And, and, and it was, in, in a lot of ways, it was a, it, it was a failure. On, on the other hand, um, you know, I, I realized and I learned some important lessons from that. Uh, so uh, I, I, I iterated on to, to something better, which, which, uh, for me, was I realized I ultimately wanted to be running a business. So, John, let's really focus on a major takeaway that you had from that experience because we really love to boil it down for Fire Nation, the major lessons you learned so we can apply it to our lives. I think a, a major lesson for me uh, and, and something that I, I give advice a, about from time to time is to, uh, to try it. Uh, if you think it might be interesting, give it a shot. Uh, even if it doesn't work out, you'll at least get a, some positive or negative feedback. In this case, the feedback was negative. I, I wasn't meant to be a doctor. I wasn't meant to, to, to work in a lab. Um, it could have been uh, when, I tried, uh, when I tried starting a business, it, it could have been I, I got negative feedback there too. As, as it turned out, it's, it's worked out very well. But I always just say, try it, and at least you'll get that positive or negative feedback, and you can always iterate and, and move on. So I love your mentality about failure because here at Entrepreneur on Fire, I actually am always encouraging the listeners to embrace failure because I look at failure as a necessary stepping stone to success. And we need to literally be able to go from failure to failure to failure to actually get to the point where we are successful. And of course, once we're successful, we need to be embracing failure again if we want to continue to improve all along the way. It's something that I do here at Entrepreneur on Fire, and I'm sure at Betterment, you guys are experiencing many obstacles and challenges on a daily basis that are difficult, but they're making you better as a company. So really powerful stuff, John. And let's swing to the other end of the spectrum. Let's take this pendulum and go from failure and challenges to an aha moment, to a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey. Tell us that story, John, when you had that aha moment that just wouldn't quit and the steps that you took to turn it into a success. I look at aha moments on the flip side of, of, of failure, which is, is, is kind of how you define it. And, and it can just be a, um, a turning point or, or an iteration point. I look at aha moments in much the same way. I don't think there's one point in my entire journey where 
everything changed and, and we all broke through. It's been a series of iterative improvements. And I mentioned to you earlier that you know, we had the name Betterment before we had, had the idea uh, of what exactly the business would be. And, and one of the many uh, aha moments was when we hit on the idea, when I hit on the idea that investing was the most underserved area in financial services. I'd been thinking about Oh, starting a bank, I thought that the, the online savings market was pretty interesting uh, and was playing around with some payments applications and had some, some friends who were interested in doing something new in payments. And, you know, there's so many payments businesses out there now and so much technology being thrown at that. But what really struck the chord with, uh, with the most with, with people I was talking to was this idea that investing is ridiculously complicated and you get very poor outcomes. Uh, you know, the, the average uh, investor is no better off today than they were 20 years ago. And the internet and technology have moved such a long way. And seeing that uh, and seeing how little uh, the platforms had changed and experiencing many of them myself, I signed up for like seven different brokerage accounts and, uh, and, and was trying out everything that was, that was available. Uh, and I was frustrated with all of it. Um, I realized that that technology had been poorly applied and algorithms had been poorly applied to this investing space. And I saw a huge opportunity to do it and apply it in new and better ways. And that that was the 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 biggest, uh, perhaps, among a series of, of many insights uh, that that made Betterment what it is today. Well, Vern, I love aha moments and I believe that not only are they the flip side of failures and challenges, but they can often follow right after them. And just yesterday, we had Vern Harnish on the show who wrote Mastering the Rockefeller Habits, and he's the founder of Entrepreneurs Organization. He's just such an inspiring guy. You know, He's the kind of guy that's friends with Richard Branson and Steve Jobs back when he was with us. And that's what he came to when we got to this part of the interview was, literally his aha moment came from that failure that he had in life. So again, that's something we need to embrace as entrepreneurs, our failures. And look what happened when John just was not impressed and was not inspired with his job. He struck out, he got out there in areas that did excite him, and now betterment has resulted. So John, boil it down for us. Talk to Fire Nation again about just one takeaway you want us to have that we can really walk away with and apply to our lives. I think you said it well, that, that a failure can be turned into an opportunity. I, I used to struggle with that quote a lot. I used to think that that, that, that was BS and, and, and I had mm-hmm. trouble. And, and then I realized that the part of the reason I struggled with it so much was it was just, it, it's, it's a matter of how you, how you look at it. It's, it's just, um, I guess it's, uh, it, it's just words. Uh, and, and if you, uh, I, I think I was already operating that way that I kind of didn't believe in, in, in failures and, and um, and, and already believed that if you uh, would just simply look at the situation and, 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 and take in all the data that you gather uh, when you're in a situation, I, I hesitate to say the word failure because I don't see it that way. It's, but, like, but if you just take a realistic view of, of where you are, there's almost always a, a clear path out of that or there's a clear path forward or there's, there's a, way, a way that's suggested to go. Uh, and it's constantly taking in data assessing uh, assessing the best uh, path forward and then moving in that way and trying it and learning from from moving in that way uh, that's that's how I approach uh, betterment and that's how I approach life 
Love it. John, have you had an I've made it moment? Yeah, I think um, several, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I'd say the, the, the first was when we, uh, when we first uh, launched at TechCrunch Disrupt in May of 2010. Uh, what an exciting moment that was to right. be up on stage and to have, I don't know, maybe 20,000 plus people watching online, uh, a couple thousand people right there in the, in the auditorium. Uh, and I was talking about this project that we've been working on for, uh, for, for a year or more, Betterment. Uh, and, uh, and I was talking to the biggest audience I'd ever spoken to at that time. And it was such an exciting time. It was the most nerve wracking and, and horrible in some ways day of my life, but also the most wonderful because we, we launched the business and we got all of this uh, amazing attention out of it. Horrible in the sense that I was just, I was so nervous going into it. <laughs> Um, uh, I remember pacing around in the halls before doing the presentation, but, uh, but, you know, as soon as you have a, as soon as you have one of those, um, uh, wonderful moments, then it's on to the next one. And that's, that's what, you know, the behavioral economics or behavioral finance side of me, uh, has, has learned about, uh, happiness and about success is that it's a constant, uh, treadmill. We're constantly moving towards new goals. And as soon as you achieve a goal, it's time to, to set a new one. Because I think what, what makes us happy is the pursuit of a goal, not, not the attainment of it, but the, the perpetual pursuit of something better. John, I read this and it has stuck with me ever since. And I think it's quite close to the lines of what you just shared. And that is success and happiness is the gradual realization of a worthy ideal. What are your thoughts on that? I love that. I think that's well put. I think about it as, you know, I think that the, the worst metaphor is the treadmill that you sort of never get off. You're always, right. you're always, you're always running, running toward it. Um, but I love the idea of the, of the pursuit of happiness that, that uh, America, you know, that's in the, the Declaration of Independence, that the nation's founded on that. And I, I love that idea. And, and we talk about it a lot here at Betterment that, uh, we put that our pursuit of happiness is is uh, is the pursuit of a, a better way to to invest for uh, for for our customers. It is very interesting that our forefathers did specifically write the pursuit of happiness. They didn't state the attainment of happiness because, in reality, that's the finish line. Especially for entrepreneurs, the type of people that we are in our psyche, we never really reach that finish line where then we go sit in that Adirondack chair and just smile. Instead, if we're gradually realizing some kind of worthy ideal, that's where the happiness lies, that journey. And so, John, you put it very eloquently that you know the behavioral psyche and the behavioral investing mental finance uh, the behavioral psyche of the entrepreneur is so important for a lot of reasons because sometimes it can feel like that treadmill. And a lot of the listeners here today, John, feel like they're on that treadmill or that they're experiencing these incredible highs and these devastating lows. What would you say to that entrepreneur? <laughs> I think that that sort of roller coaster um, might never go away. I think that's part of the that's part of the trade. Uh, it's part of the it's part of the industry of, of uh, entrepreneurship. You're going to have highs and lows, uh, and uh, embrace it. Um, uh, you know, it's I, 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 I call it a roller coaster because I think uh, it, it's like that in that you're you're locked in and, and you can't get off until the end of the ride, um, and you're going to have uh, ups ups and downs along the way. Um, 
I, uh, uh, we've had, we've had really, uh, amazing years. Um, I've had, you know, difficult moments, um, uh, tough decisions to make, uh, along the way. Um, but overall the, the ride is, is, is well worth it, uh, and is amazing. And I think that's, I think that's living. Um, uh, I think it's, it's, um, uh, if, if I weren't an entrepreneur, I, I think I'd still be seeking those kinds of, um, highs and lows and, and experiences, um, and I think about uh, something else you mentioned, which is uh, that that this is this is how entrepreneurs are. I I think it's 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 ironic a, a bit that um, you know our business is helping people save for retirement, uh, and and when people ask me, I I think it'd be it's very hard to picture myself ever wanting to retire. I imagine uh, always wanting to be engaged in something and always wanting to work, certainly slowing down. Uh, and it'll be nice to have some savings for, for those years later, later <laughs> in life, but always pursuing, uh, always pursuing some, some project. I think it's just part of who, who I am and who we are as entrepreneurs. Well, Fire Nation, you heard it here first. John Stein said, it's a roller coaster, Fire Nation. Suck it up. <laughs> So, John, let's bring things to present times right now because you do have just a lot of exciting things going on with Betterment. Share with Fire Nation one or two of those things that are going on today. The growth is amazing. Uh, we've uh, we've grown uh, uh, about five x uh, over the past year in terms of assets under management. That's that's been spectacular. Uh, I think the team uh, is perhaps what I'm most proud of and, and pleased with at the moment. Uh, we've we've grown the team uh, uh, about two x over the last year. We're about forty forty two people today, uh, and they're gelling extremely well. And I'm just I'm so excited with uh, with with what we've done. We've we've hired some amazing developers, designers, uh, data analysts, and so on. Everybody uh, is, uh, is, is individual superstars and, and, and working re- really well together, and that's, that's great. I think what's most exciting going forward as I look at the, the roadmap, it's the prospect of um, automating even more difficult decisions about money through every stage of life. So we already have the best-in-market way for our customers to accumulate money, to uh, to invest a, a good amount of money, we say it's the best way to invest anywhere from ten thousand to ten million dollars. There's really nothing better you could do uh, that's better optimized uh, for the retail investor. Uh, and as we uh, continue to build out, we look forward to applying that to even later stages of life, um, uh, retirement, and so on. So our customers can really put their financial life on autopilot. You know, it's, we we trust uh, we trust autopilot uh, with uh, with flying planes. Of course, the captain is still there in charge, uh, and I think about that same metaphor for betterment. That uh, we want to be this uh, this this platform that you just trust to to make good decisions for you and and get you to where you want to be as as efficiently as possible. And uh, and you, the the captain of, of the ship, are are still in charge and can 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 make changes as you want, uh, and then let the autopilot take over again once once you've adjusted course. Well, John, one of my previous careers was in corporate finance, so I definitely do know and understand a thing or two about finance and the financial world, which is one of the main reasons why I do love Betterment and. 
Betterment for Fire Nation listeners already know because they've heard a few times in previous episodes because when this goes live will be January 8th of 2014 and Betterment is actually a sponsor of Entrepreneur on Fire and we're really excited about it because we only partner with companies that are great for entrepreneurs and we've partnered with some of the biggest and the best Carbonite, LegalZoom, FreshBooks, just wonderful companies that are great for entrepreneurs and Betterment is no different. So we're excited to have you on board, John. And I'm really looking forward to what 2014 is going to bring for you. And now let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Still waiting for the perfect time to start your business? That's mistake number one. There isn't a perfect time. Can't find affordable legal protection you can trust? That's mistake number two. You're looking in the wrong place. Visit LegalZoom.com today for award-winning services developed by some of the best legal minds in the country. Getting legal protection can be overwhelming, and that's why LegalZoom provides services that take you from step one to step done. LegalZoom can help you start and maintain business with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. Get personalized attention from a company who can say that 90% of their customers would recommend the service to their family. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction. But there's so much more. Now, every LLC and incorporation package includes easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value, free. Be sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Being financially smart is important to me, and it always has been. If you've listened to me tell my story, then you know that almost immediately after I had my aha moment, I left my full-time job to start working solely on creating Entrepreneur on Fire. A lot of people ask me how I did it, how I went without making money for the better part of nine months. I was able to do it because I spent my entire adult life saving and investing money in a smart way. But not everyone learns how to do this from a young age. Not everyone's parents talk to them openly about money, about investing, about savings. Because of this, as we grow up and begin earning money, we're not really sure how to be smart with it. Betterment can help by providing you with expert investment advice for your financial goals. Invest for three months at no cost when you visit betterment.com slash fire and fund an account. Betterman is an SEC-registered investment advisor. For more information and full disclosures, visit betterment.com slash fire. And this is just a great segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning round, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? (laughs) Sounds great. I'll try. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I think for a while, uh, it was it was money. I mean, I was making good money as a consultant. I was part of the financial services industry, and it was hard to give that up uh, and go and take a zero salary for for a couple of years while I worked out the the, the business. Um, eventually, that itch to do something more productive and good for the world overpowered. But for a while, it was it was hard to leave a cushy job. And I remember a conversation. Uh, uh, with uh, with a, a fellow alum, uh, a much older alum from my high school, um, who's, who encouraged me to just pull the ripcord and do it. And that was, I, I, I still remember that today. And it was one of those sort of motivational uh, moments in, in my life. Love it. What's the best advice besides pull the ripcord, John, <laughs> that you ever received? 
one of my founding partners and my former roommate uh, used to say, make it real as quickly as possible. And we would be debating this, you know, this or that approach and how exactly we wanted the interface to look. Uh, and his view was just to make it make it real as, as as much as we can, and that that became my mantra. I adopted it from him uh, once I understood what what it meant, and I now share that advice. Uh, and I always say that's the best advice I can give entrepreneurs is to make things real as quickly as possible. And what I mean is, do whatever it takes to. Uh, to make your idea real for others who are looking at it. So it's impossible to pitch uh, venture capitalists or other investors on an idea unless you have a prototype that they can kick or respond to, um, unless you have some data that, uh, that, that helps them understand the business case. Whatever it is that makes your business real, go out and get that. And it can be silly things like uh, like setting up an email address for yourself with the company's name or getting business cards printed. But every one of those little steps helps to make it more real and, and pushes you further down the path toward actualizing it. Love that. Make it real. John, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? I like bringing people together and making meaning out of that togetherness. Like I, I mentioned earlier that the, the team uh, really makes me happy in bringing that team together. I, I believe in getting the right people together first and then great things happen. Uh, one of my professors in, in business school, I'm sure quoting somebody, somebody else, but professor used to say, you know, it's all about getting the right people on the bus first. Um, and then once you have the right folks on the bus, it's about, uh, he would say it's about building a, a cathedral. Um, and re- reminding folks that you're not just laying stone, that you're building a cathedral, seeing the big picture. Uh, and I think one of my one of my habits that I've developed over over the years of of my uh, experiences in in college and uh, and since is uh, bringing people together around uh, around a mission. That's that's something that uh, that that I do sort of in- instinctively because I like to have that meaning in, in what I'm doing and, and, and sense of purpose. Uh, and so I, I try to put that into everything that, that we do here. John, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, you know, the, the website that I find, my, we, we use a lot of things here, here at Betterment to make our, our jobs easier. Uh, we use Confluence for, for wikis, and we use Trello all the time. And I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard of other folks uh, uh, using Trello, but when we started doing that, it just it answered a, a lot of questions we'd been having about how best to, to track work for, workflow across various teams. Uh, and I would recommend Trello for, for anybody who's trying to, uh, to set up agile teams or, or track a list of to-dos. Huge. Well, Fire Nation does know, John, they can find the links to this resource and all this great stuff that we're chatting about today at eofire.com slash John Stein. John, could you recommend one book for our listeners? You bet. Um, I mentioned that I was reading uh, or just finished reading Thinking Fast and Slow, and that's been a great one. But if I had to recommend one great book uh, that I've read over the last couple of years, uh, the best was, uh, uh, was, was Vanderbilt's biography. It's called The First Tycoon. came out a couple of years ago. I, I love biographies. I, I enjoyed oh, Steve Jobs' bio and, and Warren Buffett's and others. But Vanderbilt was a pioneer 
of industry and finance themselves. He invented modern finance in, 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 a, in, a, in a real sense. Uh, and, and the industrial, the corporate form uh, didn't exist before Vanderbilt's uh, businesses. So he was a pioneer of, of the system, not just a company. Uh, and it's great reading for anybody who's, who's interested in, in the modern, modern American capitalism. Well, I love that recommendation because I love biographies. And John, I'm actually reading an unbelievable biography right now because I often search for the top biographies. And The Devil in the White City. Have you ever heard of that book? Yes, yes. Uh, my, my wife read it uh, just this year and, and loved it. Oh, I am so engrossed. I am like 15 or 18% into it and I cannot put it down. Like I'm, I'm like reading it between interviews here. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just in Chicago and, and I was thinking about it because she was telling me it's about the World's Fair in Chicago and lots of, lots of great uh, place uh, associations. Oh, so huge. Yeah, it was for Fire Nation real quick. It's in 1893, the Chicago World Fair, which was an unbelievable event. And it had to do with um, just a lot of intrigue with the architects and then also um, mass murder. It was an, it's an unbelievable book with a lot of intrigue. So The First Tycoon is another book that's now on my to-do list, John. And Fire Nation loves audio. So guys, if you want to listen to either of these books for free, go to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. It's a free audiobook from audiobooks. So, John, this next question is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? If I didn't have to worry about... uh food and shelter, but I, I don't know anyone. Uh, I think I'd first go out and I'd, I'd make some friends. I think that would be my, <laughs> my first step. Um, there's, uh, uh, I, I know it may not be what you're looking for. You may be looking for. What I'm looking for, John, is what John Stein would do. There's a quote I love from uh, a sort of silly but, but fun movie, The Big Chill. And they say, uh, friendship is the bread of life and money is the honey. And I sort of think that friendship comes first. And if you don't have that, you don't have, uh, there's no reason to go out and make money. Wow. Well, anytime that we can quote the big chill and entrepreneur on fire, <laughs> we consider it a success, John. So I love that mentality. It's a great walk away for Fire Nation. And John, I've just truly enjoyed hearing your journey. It's one of passion. It's one of inspiration. It's one of following your instincts. Share with Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Parting piece of guidance is try it, make it real, iterate, uh, summing up all, all the themes that, that I've been uh, talking about this half hour. If you want to find me, go to betterment.com. Uh, you can email me at john at betterment if you have any questions. Uh, and uh, I thank you for, for letting me uh, join your show, John. It was truly my pleasure, John, and Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to all that we've discussed at eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just enter John, J-O-N, in the search bar, Fire Nation, and his show notes page will pop right up. John, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks. It was great fun. Fire Nation, I'm excited to announce our first ever exclusive email series, The Fire Path, 
where your passion and our guidance unite. When you sign up for the FirePass series, you'll receive an in-depth email once a week that covers an integral step you need to take when starting and growing your business. All of our business advice is packaged up for your benefit. Visit thefirepath.com to sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.